is the proper light. And it's a glorious light. And thank God for it. I remember a long time ago hearing a debate about the reason that Christians don't have Jesus or no longer have Jesus is because when Jesus left, he took the light. And the gospel, uh, I guess, conversation was from that point forward was, no, he left the light. <laughs> We're the reflections of Jesus Christ. And what a good place we are in. Tonight I wanted to talk about a subject that um, is... To me, it's interesting because when you get into Bible studies, you're going to find these questions coming your way. And I want to give you kind of a, a different approach um, to answering some of the questions that may come your way. Let's go together to God in prayer, please. Heavenly Father, we praise you. We thank you. We love you. Thank you for Jesus who came and suffered willingly on a cruel cross of Calvary that we might live. Who was so willing to do your will, but loved us so very much that he did not stop the work, but rather continue through to your glory. We ask, Lord God, that you'll help us to always remember that just amazing sacrifice made in our behalf, each and every one of us individually. Please help us in all that we say and do throughout our week. Help us to be the people you would have us to be. And at this hour, Lord God, at this moment, please bless our worship. It will be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. In Jesus' holy and precious name, we Pray and thank thee if it be thy will. Amen. Welcome to you tonight, those who are visiting, those uh, online. We praise God for your, your attendance this, this evening. There are, are many um, books, non-canonical books, right? We would call them um, non-inspired writings. It's like when you go into a library, uh, you know, there are lots of books. Some of them are really, really good books. Uh, some of them are religious books that contradict the Word of God, and yet they are very, very uh, well checked out, and people refer to these books. And then even of late, you hear often of, of the, the Gospel of Judas, or you hear of these books, you know, that aren't in the Bible, and people say, why aren't these books in the Bible, the lost book of, you know, Enoch, and all these different books. And then we scramble as God's people trying to find an answer Hey, we're like, well, let's find an answer. And, well, I have, by the way, a lot of those books in my in my office. But we we try to find, okay, first and second, third and fourth, Maccabees and, and Shepherd of Hermes and Ecclesiasticus and Esdras. And I can name them. Just keep naming them. <laughs> What's the point? So what I want to show you tonight is when someone says to you, well, you know, what are you going to do about the books that aren't written in the Bible? I want you to turn it around and say, Oh, there are a lot of books that aren't written in the Bible. The Bible told us that. <laughs> Let me show you. And then it'll blow their minds. <laughs> you already know this. I know it's just a way of reminder tonight for you, uh, a way of encouragement, just a kind of a different approach uh, in evangelism when the question comes up to you, what about the books that aren't found written in the Bible, even some of the religious books today that people are using to teach their form of the gospel or their message uh, re- referring to Christ or to God that isn't true. Well, first, let's start off with Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 12. It says, but beyond this, my son, be warned, the writing of many books is endless and excessive devotion to books is wearying to the body. Uh, And so 
There, there are some who choose to just keep writing and writing and writing, and, and God gives us a, a little warning. But God knows about writing books, doesn't he? He's the, he's the one who inspired the Bible that we have. He's the inspirer of the Word of God. Turn to John chapter 20. John chapter 20. Has God left any stone unturned? Absolutely not. God has not left one stone unturned. Has God covered everything that is necessary for life and godliness? Absolutely. Of course he has. We know it. We understand it as the scripture reveals itself to us. But some folks disagree. But verse 30 says, Many other signs, therefore, Jesus also performed in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these have been written, that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. So, there are many things Jesus did that aren't written. You know that. You've read this verse. Chapter 21 of John, verse 24 and 25. This is the disciple who bears witness of these things and wrote these things. And we know that his witness is true. And there are also many other things which Jesus did, which if they were written in detail, I suppose that even the world itself would not contain the books which were written. So it's a lot of information, right? Funny enough, turn back to First Kings. It's not the first time we've read something like this before. First Kings chapter 4, we find that this was also mentioned about Solomon as well as about David. And so some folks wrote books to give more information about the life of David and Solomon. First Kings chapter 4 verse 32. Solomon, it speaks of. He also spoke 3,000 proverbs. His songs were 1,005. You have the book of Proverbs in your hand. There aren't 3,000 Proverbs. So where do the rest of them go? Well, God gave us what was necessary, right? 33. And he spoke of trees from the cedar that is in Lebanon, even to the hyssop that grows on the wall. He spoke also of animals and birds and creeping things and fish. So there are lots of things that he wrote about but weren't inspired, so it wasn't for us. Or maybe it was inspired, but it wasn't necessary for the Word of God. Well, you might say, well, I need a little more information. So look at First Kings 11 and verse 41. First Kings 11 and verse 41. Now the rest of the acts of Solomon and whatever he did and his wisdom, are they not written in the book of the Acts of Solomon? Where is that book? It's not necessary. There is a book out there called the Acts of Solomon. We know that because the Bible taught us. First Chronicles chapter 29. First Chronicles chapter 29. So like Jesus, there are many things that Solomon wrote about, even his own book, but it wasn't necessary for the completion of the canon or the complete word of God. God has given to us everything that pertains to life and godliness. First Peter chapter Chapter 1. He has not left anything out. Everything has been included in everything that we need for salvation's sake and to understand God and godliness in life. It's already given to us. 
But there are more. First Chronicles 29, verse 29. Now the acts of King David, from first to last, are written in the chronicles of Samuel, the seer, and the chronicles of Nathan, and the, the prophet, and the chronicles of Gad, the seer, with all his reign, his power, and the circumstances which came upon him on Israel and on all the kingdoms of the lands. And so here are many other books that are written that give us more information. Turn to Second Chronicles chapter 9. Second Chronicles chapter 9. There's a whole lot of these written in the scriptures uh, over and over again about books that are not contained, not included because they weren't necessary and or they weren't inspired. But God himself refers to them. Verse 29. Now the rest of the acts of Solomon from first to last, are they not written in the records of Nathan the prophet and in the prophecy of Ahijah the Shilonite and in the visions of Edo the seer concerning Jeroboam the son of Nebat? Well, another place. Should we be surprised when someone says, we found a book? (laughs) No. There are lots of books. Just like, again, if you go to the library, there are lots of books about God. But it doesn't mean they came from God. It's a big difference, right? First Chronicles, uh, Second Chronicles, rather, chapter 12 and verse 15. There the Bible says, Now the acts of Rehoboam from first to last, are they not written in the records of Shemaiah, the prophet, and of Edo the seer, according to the genealog- genealogical role, enrollment, and there were wars between Rehoboam and Jeroboam continually. So here's this record. Chapter 33, that is being kept. Verse 18, a record being kept. Now the rest of the acts of Manasseh, even his prayers to his God, and the words of the seers who spoke to him in the name of the Lord God, Israel. Behold, they are among the records of the kings of Israel. His prayer also and how God entreated was entreated by him, and all his sin, his unfaithfulness, and the sites on which he built high places, and erected the asherim and the carved images before the before he humbled himself, behold, they are written in the records of Hosei. The Talmud, you may hear that that name at, at some point in your your studies. It's kind of like a, a book that gives. It's a running record of, of religious Jews who basically are giving you the rest of the story. You know, like for example, what happened on the ark. We don't know. We know that Noah was on the ark for over a year and some things happened, but we don't know what. Well, you can find the answer out in the Talmud. In other words, that's about how much value you should put into that book. But you'll hear about that. You'll hear folks say, well, you know, we follow the Jewish literature of the Talmud. Don't follow the Talmud. It's just a a bunch of writings from men who wrote about things that, whether it's true or not, really doesn't matter to us because we have the Word of God. Second Chronicles chapter 20, look at verse 34. 
So I, I guess what I'm saying tonight, and, and what the Bible is making very clear to us, is that God does not run from any subject. Right? I mean, he makes it clear that he's telling us there are going to be books written for days and days and days. It does not matter if it's not inspired. Verse 34. Now the rest of the acts of Jehoshaphat, first to last, behold, they are written in the annals of Jehu, the son of Hananiah, which is recorded in the book of the kings of Israel. My question will be continually, where is that book of Jehu? Don't worry about it. It's not necessary. If if they find a book of Jehu at some point, you know, we don't have to jump up and say, oh, how are we going to answer that question? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Nothing's missing. Chapter 26 and verse 22. And here's how you know that nothing's missing. <laughs> if, if it were a missing book, the Bible would never have said, these things are written in that book. Because that would prove that God made a mistake. God doesn't make mistakes. Chapter 26 and verse 22. Now the rest of the acts of Isaiah, from first to last, prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, has written. When you read the book of Isaiah, you don't read much about Isaiah. You read about the earthquake, you read some, but you don't read all of these records. And so there's another book that Isaiah wrote that wasn't necessary. Chapter 35 and verse 25. 35 and verse 25 of Chronicles. There the Bible says, Then Jeremiah chanted a lamentation for Josiah. Now when you read the book of Lamentations, you will never read the name Josiah because the book of Lamentations is not about Josiah. This is another book. And so it says, Then Jeremiah chanted a lamentation for Josiah and all the Male and female singers speak about Josiah in their lamentations to this day. And they made them an ordinance in Israel. Behold, they are also written in the lamentations. So, the lamentation, the book of lamentations, is about the, uh, the, the leftover, the remnant, if you will, in um, Judah, in Jerusalem, from the Babylonian captivity. And so we, we understand, we read about, we accept the fact that there are many books that were written about God, but they were not from God. Turn over to uh, the book of Esther, please. Esther chapter 10. When you read the book of Esther chapter, uh, we're going to chapter 10. In in this book, excuse me, you'll find that this whole account, uh, and we've already looked at and shown you God in the book of Esther over and over and over and over again. But I want you to see there are records that are being kept. And these kings of these kingdoms are going to these records and reading these records to help to govern their their nation or their society. Verse 1, it says, Now King Ahasuerus laid tribute on the land and on the coastlands of the sea. And all the accomplishments of his authority and strength and full account of his greatness of Mordecai, to which the king advanced him. Are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Medea and Persia? So, so 
the kings of Media, the, that's the Medo Empire, the Persian Empire, they have records. They all have records. And they go back, Darius the Mede, if you will, from the Median Empire, looked at the records in the book of Esther to answer the question asked by Tobiah uh, and Sanballat. And they could look at the records and say, here are the records. Here's what Cyrus wrote. Here are the records. They went back to those records, as we have records about the United States of America. Obviously, these people were not robots. They were humans. And God gave them wisdom to carry on their work. And God gave his inspired writings wisdom, so they wrote exactly as he demanded for them to write. Numbers chapter 21. Well-known books have been excluded by God from the canon. But those well-known books, meaning they were in some type of circulation, at least people knew about these books in those days and in that particular era of time. But God made a definite separation between the inspired and the non-inspired. This morning in Bible class, um, uh, Danny uh, mentioned... um, the Hurricanes, well, John Hurricanes in particular, and the Maccabean Revolt in, in 167. And you can read the book of Maccabees, and you start reading the book of Maccabees, and you just, if first of all, you read your Bible, right? And you get a good understanding of it. And then you go to the non-canonical, and you read it, and you go, you know, you can tell the difference. It just isn't weighty enough. You can tell that there's this, and certainly there is, there's this different type of mindset about about, you know, spirituality and, and they're trying, they're over, you know how we do it, we embellish too much, right? And you can read it and say, this is not from the Lord, right? It's obvious. If you read it, you'll read it and you'll know instantly that this is not a book that sounds like something written from the Word of God. So Numbers 21 is one like that, a book that was very familiar to the people. Numbers 21 and verse 14 but it had, obviously, some pretty decent information within it. Numbers 21, in verse 14, the Bible says, Therefore it is said in the book of the wars of the Lord, Wahib and Sufa, and the wadis of the Arnon, and the slope of the wadis that extended to the site of Ur, and leans to the border of Moab. So there's this, Book, The Wars of the Lords. Oh, I'd love to get my hand on that book. Why? You already have one. You can read the Bible and read about the wars. And you know what happens when you write a book about the wars of, of wherever, America or, or wherever it is. The winner always writes the books. <laughs> right? So you kind of know when you read the book, it's going to be a little bit slanted, right? Look at Joshua uh, chapter chapter 10, and the verse 13. I just want to, I guess, tell you this. It takes me a minute or two to focus. I've left my glasses over there. So, Numbers uh, chapter 10, excuse me. uh, Yeah, verse 13. Josh, what did I say? Thank you. Good thing I just told you about my glasses, so that works out good. I'm qualified now. (laughs) Joshua 10 and verse 13. So the sun stood still and the moon stopped until the nation avenged themselves of all of their enemies. So here's this 
this writing and you go, okay, what does this mean to us when you, when you read it? And, and you keep reading and it says, is it not written in the books of Jasher? So the event is written and recorded somewhere else. And the sun stopped in the middle of the sky and did not hasten to go down for about a whole day. So imagine being the witness of that event and saying, wow, the sun, it stopped in it. And their explanation of what they saw. Now go back to Numbers, chapter 21. Numbers 21. And let's look at um, an- another book that's written about the Hebrews wandering in the wilderness. So here's a perspective from a book about what they were, what was going on that God had not mentioned to us for his own reason. Numbers 21 and verse 14. The Bible says, Therefore it is said in the book of the wars of the Lord. Why he even Sufa? In the wadis of Arnon. I just want you to get that there's the wars of the Lord. The wars of the, where's that book? Have you even heard of that book outside of the Bible? And that would be my next question. My next question would be, have you heard of any of these books outside of the Bible? Any of them? Where are they? Are they, are they gone? Are they, you know, are we going to one day uh, through, uh, you know, the satellite and uh, through the, you know, the world, are we going to one day hear about more lost books? Second Samuel chapter, chapter 17, chapter 1 rather. Second Samuel chapter 1. And then when we hear about these, these lost books, are, are we going to lose our faith? A lot of Christians have, have lost their faith saying, you know, God himself has made mistakes or God has forgotten to give us this or what are you going to do about this? Look at, look at what it says. Look at what it says. And there are so many ways to test these these books that are written to know whether they are inspired or to know if they're written in, a, in the proper era, if they're, to know if they're written by a person that was a religious person or not, or, or if someone else wrote it. And there's just so many tests. And they have always proven the Bible to be true and correct and collectively correct over and over and over again without fail. Second Samuel chapter 1 and verse 17. Then David chanted with this lament over Saul and Jonathan, his son. And he told them to teach the sons of Judah the songs of the bow. Behold, it's written in the book of Jasher. So shouldn't we get that book so we can learn that song? Right? And, and that's what some brethren will say. Well, we should get that book. So we can learn that song, and then we can honor God better, and that's not what God wanted us to have. If God wanted us to have that book, we would have it. So allow your faith to be strong. When, when someone uh, comes to you and says, let's turn to Isaiah chapter 40, please, and they come to you and, and they say to you, I will not believe in the Bible until we find all the other books that are supposed to be in the Bible. And that's a person who is doubting the wisdom of God. There are no other books that are supposed to be in the Bible. All that is supposed to be in the Bible is already in the Bible. And we can trust it 
and believe it and obey it. Verse 8. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. Psalm 119. We have it. We have everything that we need regarding salvation and what God wants us to understand and to know without any embellishments. This is exactly what happened the way that it happened. Verse 89 says, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. It's already done. We know God already had this all figured out and planned out and ready to go for his people and even for a lost people that they might surrender to him and obey his work. And finally, Isaiah chapter 34, and the verse is 16. Isaiah 34 and verse 16. Seek from the book of the Lord and read. Now one of these will be missing. None will lack its mate. For his mouth has commanded and his spirit has gathered them. And let me just say this, by the way. Um, there are more books like that written in the Old Testament. Just sit down and start reading. And the Bible will say to you, these are found in this place or in that place. And praise God for the information. Because God is complete. There was a reason for the original readers of the Old Testament books. There was a reason that those books were mentioned that have no benefit or no merit for us. So when someone comes to you and says to you, hey, we found another book that God lost or forgot or whatever, don't worry about it. Don't let it shake your faith. Take them back to the Old Testament and say, let me show you a whole bunch of books. And that way you can teach them Jesus and they'll surrender to him. Tonight, if you are struggling in your faith, and we can pray with you, pray for you, we ask you to make it known to us. If you're not a Christian, you're not a child of God, we, we encourage you to surrender to Christ in the waters of baptism, having believed His Word and repented in your heart, being willing to confess His name. If there is something that we can do, and there's a way that we can help you, whether you're online or here today, present, uh, please come while you're here. While together we stand and sing our song of invitation.